0: The following message is by a guest speaker of Emmanuel Community Church. More information about the ministry of Emmanuel Community Church can be found online at www.emmanuelcommunity.org. Before we um, dive into the Word this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, um, you can turn it to Joshua chapter four, verses nineteen to twenty-four. If you don't, it will it will be up on the screen, but. Um, Before we dive into the word this morning, I want to thank you all again for allowing us to celebrate our graduates um, here with our church. And I just want to give a quick reminder of, um, you know, part of the reason why we do this as a community here is because, you know, even for those families with younger kids who aren't quite graduating yet or those of you who are beyond that age now or who have kids that, that aren't here with us in this church that um, as a community, we do want to take these moments to um, celebrate um, together, right, and to re- be reminded with one another of, um, of God's faithfulness to our children. We're so blessed to have such a thriving children's ministry and to have um, our youth group growing year by year, and, and I hope that every year as we put these pictures of our graduates up, that they'll become more and more familiar to you all. I know that this is something that we've been um, trying to push a little bit uh, the past couple of years, but really, I, I do believe that as a, as a community, that this is not just a work for our children's ministry or for a youth group to take care of the children of this, this community, but that we all are a family together, and so um, I hope that you all are blessed by the celebration that we have uh, together today. As we dive into uh, this text in chapter, or Joshua chapter 4, um, I just want to, uh, the title of the sermon is Remember. And I think moments like this are a time for us to be able to remember, right, when we have these ceremonies and celebrations, that there are times for us to be able to remember. And um, I just want to start by reading this passage for us. This is Joshua chapter 4, 19 and 24. It says, the people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal, In this passage, the Israelites are about to come out of the wilderness where they'd been wandering for 40 years. And finally, they're about to enter the promised land. In order for them to get there, though, God stops the flow of the Jordan River to allow them to cross over on dry ground. This is an amazing and undeniable miracle. If we were there, none of us would doubt that this was an act of God. But in order to understand the significance of this awesome miracle, we need to backtrack a little bit about what happened with the Israelites before this. Before the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, they were slaves in Egypt for a little over 400 years. And when God delivered his people out of Egypt, out of slavery, he did some awesome signs and wonders then too. And the last one was very, very similar to the one that we see in the passage today. When the Israelites came out of Egypt, they were being chased by Pharaoh's soldiers. Some of you guys are familiar with this story. And God saved them by parting the waters of the Red Sea. And so all of the Israelites that were coming out of Egypt crossed over the Red Sea on dry ground. And God closed up the Red Sea behind them to not allow the Egyptians to catch them. And it's not a coincidence that coming out of slavery, God delivered his people by parting the sea, and then now 40 years later when they're entering into the promised land, God once again delivers his people by parting a river. We are very forgetful people. I, maybe most of all. (laughs) I often walk out the door in the mornings without my keys or without my phone, and I have to come back to get them. Thankfully, I have young children at home, and my mother-in-law has uh, watches them, so she can let me back in when I forget those things. This has happened often enough that by the time that my son, Grayson, was about two years old, my mother-in-law had trained him to ask me on my way out the door if I had my phone and my keys and my wallet, right? But, um, so actually, now, so that when I forget, I guess it's his fault for not reminding me, right? Right? Um, But I also, like, not only that, but when I, sometimes I'll I'll walk over to my phone. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but sometimes I'll walk over to my phone intending to do something. I want to look something up, and then when I get there, there's, like, an alert, whether it's a message or an email or some Facebook notification or something, and then I'll open that up, and then, like, a second later after I've checked it, I, like, totally forgot what I had even gone to my phone for. And even just two weeks ago, we just started having service at this wonderful new building, and I was supposed to offer the congregational prayer during that service. And for those of you guys who are here, you probably found it odd that I sounded so much like Adelaide that morning. <laughs> Thank you again, Adelaide, for covering for me. Um, in the business of that morning and trying to set up at the new place, I had completely forgotten that I was responsible for that type of prayer. And later that week, Pastor Peter pointed out that um, in the video that was made of that service, this fateful moment when I turned <laughs> to leave the sanctuary to go out and go check if our youth group room was already was captured and memorialized. (laughs) And if you didn't remember that that had happened, then now you and I will both never forget. (laughs) I'm just a very forgetful person, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only forgetful person in this room. I am sure that there's at least a few of your children that are here who have parents that remind you about the same things every week. Your parents feel like you're reminding them every day, maybe several times a day, The same things, like, did you do your homework? Did you clean your room? Did you do the dishes? Did you take out the trash? Did you take the dog for a walk? Did you brush your teeth? Or did you floss? (laughs) Harder one, right? And although those reminders can be annoying to us, most of them, maybe not all of them, but most of them are meant for our good. Our parents remind us of things that need to get done for one reason or another so that we can be successful in getting them done. And God is a good father, a good parent to us. He also knows that we are forgetful people and we need reminders. And so he doesn't just show up in our lives one time and then expect us to understand everything instantly and remember everything forever, but he keeps on showing up and keeps on reminding us of his power and of his goodness, his faithfulness, his love, and his care for us. That's what he was doing with the Israelites when they were crossing this Jordan. They were entering into a new season in their community's life. They were about to enter into the promised land that he had promised to them. And after being slaves for 400 years and then wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, they would have to go into this new territory and fight some battles and take over some of this land on God's behalf. But God had promised it to them, and he wanted to make sure that they knew that he was not only the God that had brought them out of slavery, out of Egypt, but now that he was the same God that was leading them into the promised land. He was going to lead them with his mighty hand into their new home. The circumstances had changed, but their God did not. And so he parted the Red Sea then, and then he parts the Jordan River now. And I think this is a pretty similar situation to our graduates that we're celebrating today. Some of you are moving from elementary school into junior high. Others of you guys from junior high into high school and one of our lovely ladies moving from high school into college. And some of you, you might feel like you're being freed from 400 years of slavery, <laughs> like the Israelites did. And you might be super excited about entering into this new phase, like some of the Israelites were, about going into the new promised land that was called a land flowing with milk and honey. And many of you were probably nervous, a little nervous about and scared about this new stage, just like the Israelites were. And you will definitely come across some troubles in this new season, that is just too big to overcome on your own, just like the Israelites would. But in this passage, God is reminding you that just as he's been faithful to carry you through to this stage of your life, that he's also leading you into the next. He's going to be faithful to carry you through just as he has been faithful in the past. He wants you to remember all the ways that he's taken care of you and loved on you and shown his strength in your life as you step into this new uncharted territory. just want to share one more brief point and then a charge for our graduates. As the Israelites were crossing the Jordan River on dry land, you notice in our passage that we read, it talks about these stones that they took out of the Jordan and that they were supposed to set up in this new town that they were going to settle in. God commands one person from each of the 12 tribes of Israel to take a stone from the bed of the Jordan, where they're crossing, and to, to, to set up a monument in this place that they eventually call Gilgal. So they take these 12 stones and they set them up, and Gilgal means like a circle, so it's you know hypothesized that they, they set them up as in, in this circular monument, a memorial, to the fact that God led them across the Jordan River on dry land. He wants the people to have a reminder that they can see in their own hometown, in their city, to help them to keep on remembering who God is and what he's done for them. And like I said a little bit ago, that's sort of the point of these sort of celebrations that we have as a community. That's the point of a graduation Sunday. That's the point of our Mother's Days and our Father's Day and our Valentine's Day and our Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's to remember these moments. Take a, 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 a step aside to, to say, okay, I want to remember what this was about. So we have these days set aside so we can look at these stones sitting in our city and say, remember what kind of a God we serve. Remember what he's done for us. Remember the promises that he's given to us. Remember the ways that he's pulled through in the past. And so God tells them to set up these stones so that they, the Israelites would would be able to remind one another and their future generations, and even outsiders, that this is who our God is. So sometimes God shows up, and he does these crazy miracles, like parting the Jordan River, to remind us, look, I did that for you in the Red Sea, and I do that again for you in the Jordan River. He does these miracles for us. He shows up in these big ways. But sometimes, he wants us as a community to set those reminders for ourselves, and to say, put it in your calendar, and set aside these days to remember as a community, he wants us not only to, to remind each other, but also to, um, to be those reminders for each other. For all you grads, I hope that these gifts from your parents, the letters that they've written to you, or the stones, or these words that they've, they've chosen for you, that they would be these sort of, sorts of reminders for you in these moments of transition. So that as you enter into this new stage, that you'll remember the God who has brought you here and the promises that he gives to you as he leads you forward. But not only for you, but for, for, for the rest of the church. I pray that as, as we celebrate these graduates, that they would remind us of God's faithfulness to us, individually and as a community. For all of us older folk to be reminded of our own graduation ceremonies and of our youth and of the hopes and the dreams and the passions that sometimes grow a little cold as we get older. I pray that as you look back on those days that you'll be caught up again in remembering the passion with which you once wanted to serve. God and his kingdom. Remember the moments when God took a hold of your heart in your youth and set you on fire for him. And for the younger children that are here with us in this room today, I pray that as you look at these older brothers and sisters, that you will look forward in hope for your own graduation ceremonies, recognizing that God has been faithful to them, he'll be faithful to me. I pray that as you look at them that you'll get a better idea of the sort of God that we worship, how big and mighty and loving and faithful that he is. Church, let us be a remembering community. Let us look regularly at the stones that we've set up in our camp that testify to God's salvation and his promises. Graduates, as you move on to the next stage, I pray that you will continually remember and then remind others. Remember and remind and remember and remind. Let's pray. God, we thank you for being a gracious God who knows us well, who knows our faults and failures, who is not surprised by our forgetfulness. God, we thank you that you're a God who reminds us of your goodness to us, of your faithfulness to us, that when we forget, you don't just throw us aside, but God, that you help us to remember. You show us again and again and again your love and your care for us. Father, we pray that as we celebrate these graduates today that this would be a moment where our church as a community can remember you and your faithfulness, remember all the ways that you've carried us through, remember all the ways that you've promised to lead us into the next steps in our lives. Father, even for our church, we're in a sort of a transition period as well. We're stepping into a new building, a new phase of the life of our church. God, we trust in you because you have shown yourself faithful to us. So, Father, would you be the strength for each of these graduates as they, as they move on to junior high, to high school, and to college, um, to be able to face whatever trials and struggles may come their way. Lord, we leave them in your hands, because that's the only place where they're safe. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you. We pray this in your Jesus' name.